0: When you become a widow, the heartache can be overwhelming. You feel lost, you feel broken, you feel alone, and sometimes you feel like the pain will never go away. I believe that every widow has the capacity to endure, the power to overcome, and the determination to create a new life filled with meaning and purpose. That's why I wanted to create a show called Widow 180. People tell me they come here for the positivity. They listen to Widow 180, the podcast, to be inspired. They come to Widow 180 to be reminded that they have options, that the pain of loss is not a life sentence. Widow 180 is about turning tragedy, loss, and fear into strength, creativity, and a new passion for life. My mission each week is to arm you with these powerful stories of transformation and knowledge so that you can navigate life after loss. I'm Jen Zwink. I'm so glad you're listening. Let's get to the episode. This podcast episode is sponsored by the Widow Connection Community, a membership community where widows come together to unite on a path of self-discovery, build friendships, and inspire healing after loss. There's so much power when you surround yourself by people who 100% understand what you're going through, who are positive and supportive in every way. Are you ready to open up your heart and explore what's possible for you in this next chapter of life? Are you ready to step into a new version of yourself, a fearless version of you who is ready to live the highest, truest expression of herself? Are you ready to push past the grief that weighs on you and makes you feel lost and tired and alone? Are you ready to explore different ways of healing? If so, this is where you need to be. This is the space in which you will thrive. Join us on our group coaching sessions every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You belong here. You are welcome here. Let's do this together. Get more information and sign up at www.widow180.com forward slash Membership. That's www.widow180.com forward slash membership. Welcome back, and thank you always for listening. This is Widow 180, the podcast. And this week, we are talking to one of my dear friends, Kim Murray of Widow 411. And many of you have heard of Kim and visit her website. I love reading her blog posts, they are awesome. Thank you, Kim, for being here today.
1: Thank you, Jen. I'm excited to be back with you again. We are good friends. I'm, I'm so happy to be on your podcast again and talk to you about this really informative and exciting subject.
0: I know. And it's already been, what, a year and a half
1: okay. over that since the last
0: time you were here. I had to go back and look. So Kim was actually on the podcast way back on episode 18, right when I was yes. just getting started. And that was in November of 2020. Um, I just can't believe it's been that long. But for those of you listening who haven't checked out that episode already, again, that was episode 18. Go ahead and give that a listen, because in that episode, we get Kim's full story. Um, And today we're going to be talking about specifically a couple of different subjects, angel numbers, and we're going to talk about signs from our loved ones. But I wanted to have Kim back on today to talk about those things because we only briefly touched on them in that, in that first episode. And But Kim, before we get started uh, talking about angel numbers, can you just give our listeners a little bit of your background, how you became a widow, And what Widow 411 is all about.
1: Sure. Okay. So I have been a widow for eight years. My husband died in 2014. He had glioblastoma, brain tumor. So he was um, given a month, not sorry, a month. He was given 12 to 15 months to live after his diagnosis. And he died within the year. So uh, it's been eight years of lots of learning and grieving and all the fun things we go through as widows. And I started Widow Four One One probably three years, three four years after he died, and I wanted to try to provide other widows a place where they could go to get some information and practical resources, and just things to learn about widowhood. But really, a place where they could um, try to make widowhood suck a little less. I just wanted to be, you know, someone that could talk the talk and and you know let them know that they weren't alone. And writing the blog posts and doing all the things I've done with Widow411 with the resources and everything helped me too.
0: So it helped
1: me through my grieving process by helping others um, with some of the basic topics that we all go through. So I think a lot of times widows think that what they think or how they feel is just, you know, for them, that it's nobody else feels the same way that they do.
0: And so I wanted Widow411
1: to be a place to they could visit and know that they weren't alone.
0: Yes, exactly. And the other thing that I love about your website is the practical aspect of it, because we go to a lot of blog blog sites, you know, different websites with blogs and things. And yes, there is the huge emotional aspect of it, but I love how you address some of these practical things. that we are faced with. Yes. And we have no idea how to address them, how to tackle these things, because yes, the emotional part of everything is so overwhelming. So I, I found your website. I I think, um, oh my goodness, I guess it was right when you started and I was reading about all of these, you know, like I said, the practical things. You know, I, well, that was it. the
1: key. I think that was yeah. the key, really, because I I did like what most widows do: is you join a Facebook group or you try to get into some kind of a community because you need that support. And sometimes the community is awesome and the Facebook groups are awesome, but it doesn't have to be grief 24 seven. It doesn't have to be the yeah. grief channel all day, every day. So I wanted to address grief, which I do a lot on the web, yeah. on the website, the blog posts, but I also know that you have to continue living with the daily minutiae of life yes. <laughs> of just doing the things that need to get done because you're a human, you know, living on the planet. So yeah, a lot of that came from, well, how do you do this? Or what should you do about this? Or how do you handle tackle all these different things? And so I did want to make it more about than just grief.
0: Yes. So when you were on the podcast before, uh, we had started talking about angel numbers. We didn't yes. get into it too much, but, oh, I was fascinated. And when, I, when we finished that interview before, I immediately started looking things up. And I don't know why I hadn't done it before, because the, the angel numbers were coming to me all the time, yes. and I yes. just never you know, put enough focus and energy into looking it up and seeing what is this all about? So I'm so excited to talk about that today because I know so many widows can relate to this and we all see these numbers. So tell us, first of all, what are angel numbers?
1: They're just, (laughs) um, they're really just ways of angels communicating with you. It's just ways that angels can show their support. So we can get lots of different signs and and whatever from those that have passed, right? So it could be anything. You've probably read all the different articles about feathers or cardinals or all these things that, you know, your loved one could be trying to get your attention or angels could be trying to get your attention. So the numbers are just uh, sequences that could come up either, you know, in random places or you see something, um, the same number sequence several times. It's just another form of communication. So you may have, people listening may have seen number sequences and not thought twice about it. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's fine. But I was starting to see number of sequences that were just like more than random. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, okay, there's got to be something to this. There has to be something here. Right. So that's when I started looking it up. So I think the nice part about this podcast is that if you've never heard of it or didn't know about it, just by listening to the podcast and learning these about the topic, you will start to see number sequences too, because you've opened your brain out of that possibility. So, right.
0: You're aware of it now. So you're so just bringing, bringing some awareness to it. That was what my first conversation was with you. Yeah. And I'm like, I know, I know these things are happening and I just haven't paid that much attention. But anyway, so some of the common ones, I guess, um, or do they have common ones? Are most like more common than others? I don't know. I, don't know. I guess it's just what the
1: commonality is. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's just what you it see. Just or depends what you, yeah, what what, what it depends on what you're is. Right. Right. You know, my, my experience was 1111. So my experience Mm. was seeing the number 1111 everywhere. Yeah. Like everywhere. So it started (laughs) on the clock and then I started seeing it in um, receipts or, um, (laughs) you know, at bank statements or when I'm writing a check and I owe, you know, the credit card, you know, bill. Right. (laughs) It was just kind of crazy. So, I guess it's just depending on what you, and I guess you probably go through different stages too. So, you might see one number in a different season than another number or whatever.
0: True. Whatever yeah. you're going through. Whatever yeah. you're going through, and whatever you need yeah. at that yeah. time. Right. So, what does 11 mean? Um,
1: 11 is, in its most basic sense, an, an alert from angelic energies that you are supported by forces you can't see. So um, if you were to go do, you know, a, a Google search on eleven eleven, you would come up with like pages and pages of, of information. There's books out there. There's all kinds of stuff you can find out, but just at the basic level, you are supported. And that's just a, you know, a nice, um, reminder
0: yeah. it, it goes, it
1: goes, you know, into more depth because each number itself carries an energy. And then when you combine it, like one carries an energy, two, three, four, five. And then when you combine them. Eleven or 11, 11 or one, one, one. That it just becomes more of that. So,
0: yeah, you know, numbers
1: are energy, just like everything else is energy in our world, in our universe. Everything's energy. So that's yeah. the, the crux of eleven, eleven. But it was just so confusing to me in the beginning about why I just kept seeing this. And I, once I knew what was kind of knew what was happening, I would add numbers that I saw in <laughs> receipts that would add to eleven and I would say, this is crazy. Like, and then what I finally did when I was like really getting in deep, I thought, okay, wait a minute. So my husband died on February 2nd, 2014. And if you had two plus two plus two plus one plus four, that equals 11. Oh, wow. So when I realized that he, like, I was like this, There is some communication going on here. There's some, some, um, you know, support here that is again, forces that wow. I can't see. But this number just kept coming up all the time. And then when I did his, his death date, I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so
0: weird. Bizarre. So weird. So I'm going to have to go back and look at some some dates for me, too. I haven't done that.
1: <laughs> well, that, you know, it's, it's right. And then I did it for a friend. And I did it for a friend whose parents died um, in a car accident. And both of her parents, um, I think it was it was either their birth dates or their their death date. I can't remember which which it was right now, but it equals 11. Uh, And I sent, and I sent her an an email and I said, you may not want to know all this. And I might be going way past your comfort zone, but you have to know, you know, that this, like this, I added those numbers up too. And I was like, that's a little bit too weird and coincidental. So anyway,
0: yeah. yeah. I just told her not coincidence. Yeah. Just keep your
1: mind open and your Mm -hmm. parents could be communicating with you. So just right. keep your, keep your, keep everything open, but you can see, you know, variations of 11, 11 or variations of one, um, two. So like, for example, the number one, 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 um, mm. is an angel message to drown out doubt and fear. Okay? Uh, okay. Like, like you're on the right path. So I, I've been seeing one, one, one a little bit more lately because my, my new husband and I got remarried in November. So my new husband and I are uh. building a house together. And sometimes I get freaked out about the cost because things are really expensive right now, right? Like yeah. really expensive. So I sometimes get a little freaked out and I was adding up some receipts the other day <laughs> of house stuff we've been purchasing. And guess what showed up? One, one, one.
0: Oh my
1: God. <laughs> and so I realized that, that was an angel message to me. Oh yeah. To drown out my fear and doubt because I'm on the right path. But I right. But those, those messages come when I need them. So when I'm thinking yeah. certain thoughts or even even talking to myself, because I do that sometimes too out loud, um, I'll see these numbers. I'm like, okay, got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I'm on the right path. Everything's okay. I am divinely supported.
0: It's that little nudge of comfort.
1: <laughs> it is. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. That so you're making a right
0: decision or on the right path.
1: On the right path. You just change your thinking. Cause a lot of times, um, you know, I'm a worst case scenario thinker, so I'm always prepared for the worst thing to happen. It's not a fun way to live, but that's just what I do. (laughs) So I have get these messages sometimes where it's like, okay, take a deep breath. Everything's fine. But it's like, I do get those number sequences. I see them when I'm having those thoughts. So it's not every time, but you know what I mean? Like, so when I'm having those thoughts, I'm like, okay. So I, my kids think I'm nuts because I will thank my angels out loud. Okay. Thank you, angels. So my son will be like, oh God, there goes mom thanking her angels again, <laughs> but I will say it out loud. Thank you, angels. Message received.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Message
1: received. I got it.
0: <laughs> well, I know for me, one of the other common ones um, for me anyway, was waking up at 333. I am
1: yes, every I am. night. <laughs> yeah. So, so three, 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 cause I've done that too. I've, I've woken up at that or seen him in the middle of the afternoon. Right. So usually yeah. um, I'm shutting things down around three 30 during the day, you know, from work and stuff, but, um, but I would see that too. So I don't know, I know what I was going through. So if you think back to what you maybe know, what you were thinking when you wake up at three, 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 but, um, when my, my older son was in high school, he got in a lot of trouble. And so I would see that number sequence a lot, three, 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 mm. a lot. and three, three, three is about choosing hope over. And it's also symbolic of growth. Oh, so, the, the video just skipped
0: for a second. So oh. tell us again, what did it, it, the okay, weather so, is bad here. Okay. It was three, three, three
1: is about choosing hope over despair and oh. it's symbolic of growth. So it can also mean to accept some of your mistakes and forgive yourself for some unwise decisions you've made made in the past. So when my, my son was going through all of his problems in high school, of course, I'm second guessing my parenting decisions and everything yeah. that I'm doing. So I would see 333 all the time. Okay. In that, in that instance. And so when I would look it up and try to understand it more, choose hope over despair. Okay, everything's gonna be all right. I don't know how it's gonna turn out, but. Apparently it's gonna be okay. Yeah. And then again, forgive yourself for some decisions that you've made in the past or for, you know, mistakes you've made. So those were reminders for me at that point. So when you wake up at 333 or you see three three three, and then you want to ask yourself, what am I thinking? Am I not forgiving myself for something? Do I need to move on from the past or choose hope over despair? Hope like over despair. Yeah.
0: That's the thought that should go in your head when you are laying there awake looking at the
1: clock looking at the clock so you know there's a lot of different i choose
0: hope over despair
1: i, I choose, choose hope,
0: hope over despair it's, yes
1: it's it's again 3 carries its own vibration its own energy but it is uh, about positivity and creativity and abundance and you're on the right path mm. and fulfilling your purpose and um just all that kind of stuff so when whether you see 333 or some other, you know, combination. You can you can do a little bit more research on the individual numbers and then the combos too. So you could go down a very very deep <laughs> Google rabbit hole with this, but it is fascinating.
0: I would like to invite you to get our latest freebie designed just for you. How to get your life back together after loss, a 10-step checklist. After countless hours of research, interviewing hundreds of widows, and through my own experience with grief, I have compiled this list of the 10 steps you need to take to put your life back together after losing a loved one. It's normal to feel overwhelmed and also normal to not know where to start when it comes to picking up the pieces of your shattered world. Here's where you start. You can get this free 10-step checklist at www.widow180.com forward slash freebie. That's www.widow180.com forward slash freebie. The it Google is. rabbit hole. And that's just we, we're Googling angel numbers, correct? You can Google angel numbers. And so you okay. can see,
1: you know, what you resonate with. Yeah. You might not resonate with everything. Um, and I, you know, I've, had, I've talked about this with other people too. And I've had people say, well, you know, I don't believe it means anything. And that's fine. You get to believe what you want to believe, right? Mm-hmm. You get to believe whatever you want. So people will say, well, maybe you're just making it mean that because that's what you want it to, to mean. Okay. So if I am, who cares? exactly right Who is that hurting? That, it's only it hurting? helping you exactly it helps me and it makes me aware of my thoughts and it helps me channel my energy to a different and you know in a different way so yeah if I'm making it mean something so be it but I've also had other signs and other ways especially with my husband um, of of knowing that, that that it's him that I'm not you know I'm not I don't think it's just me no making up making up stuff in my head it's just these things are too um it's just nothing's random you know I just think it's too coincidental too weird for it to be happening to just be a random thing
0: I agree I
1: agree yeah
0: which is why I love hearing about this so um yeah, any other ones that you want to Well, the the, the other
1: weird one I'll tell you. So, we I said before you know my son was having some trouble in high school. We had a really really difficult four years. And we fought a lot. And um one night when he got in a ton of trouble, um I basically asked him to leave the house, okay? There was a very long story, but I asked him to leave. And I take a lot of notes on my phone. So whenever something happens like that, I would take notes because I always re- want to remember what I said or how it went down or, you know, what happened. And a lot of times my kids will say, well, you never said that, or you didn't do this. Or that. So I have to take lots of notes so yeah. that I can go back and say, no, I told you this on this date, or I said this at this point in time. Right. So I always take notes on my phone after that night of horrible fighting and me asking him to leave. Uh, I saw the number 88. So my phone was at 88%. And it was like Mm -hmm. 88 degrees outside. Okay. So I was like, 88, 88. That's weird. That's weird. Right. So I look, I look up 88 and um, the number eight itself carries vibrations and attributes of patience and um, personal authority and power. Okay. That's what the number eight carries and discernment and good judgment. So of course I'm second guessing my parenting and all this stuff and he's getting in trouble and I'm a terrible parent, blah, blah, blah. But the message that I found when I was doing my research was if you, so seeing 88, if you have been having unstable relationships in the past, no matter how hard you try, the angels are telling you that a stable relationship is coming your way. Oh my God. Right. So I'm sitting in bed, I'm crying, like, like I'm a terrible parent. I'm an awful mother, blah, blah, blah. And I see this and I'm like, oh my gosh.
0: Okay. Oh now the, sta- the, sta- the
1: stable relationship did come my way, but it was about. I don't know, three years after. (laughs) yeah. So it was not an overnight stable relationship, but it did come my way. It was, Uh, you know, a long time coming, but I did see that more than once. So I did see 88. um, 88% of my uh, phone a lot. A lot. I saw 88 a lot. So that was another weird um, again, coincidence. I don't know. Yeah, no. (gasps) Maybe not, but yeah. So if you were to do you know, again, a little research on the numbers themselves, the individual numbers and what they carry. Because, uh, you know, if I'm looking at the phone, it's 88 degrees in the summer. And then I would look at my phone in the winter. And sometimes I would see um, 41 degrees and it was 441. Now keep in mind, Uh. and that's what I try to explain to people, like there is literally 60 seconds in a day, maybe, maybe once a day, depending on when you're awake, that I would see that on my on my clock, right? So, how yeah. do I happen to grab my phone or look at the clock or in that short sixty second increment of a of a whole day, right? Right. right. It's just this is kind of strange. So I'd see I'd wake up at four forty one, or I'd see four forty one on my phone, and then it'd be okay. four degrees and whatever. And so again, just numbers that are advocating you to be true to yourself. Um, when I was still in the midst of drama with my son, I would just have to, you know, I would get these messages of, again, you're making good decisions and stay in your power, right? Like stay in your power, even though it was very difficult when you're dealing with unruly children.
0: So the angel numbers don't necessarily have to be three, 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 no. or two, two, two. We can have no. a
1: combination of anything and it's going to mean something else. Yes. You can have a combo. And, um, what I also saw okay. for a while was 1127
0: because, oh my God. Okay. This okay, is good so, to know. This is good to know. Okay. Yeah, it could be
1: a number of, it can be any number of sequences, but I would see 1127, which is my birthday. So I was born on November 27th, but I would see 1127 on the clock. Right. Yeah. And so this, that particular number um, encourages you to stay strong and remember that you have everything you need to find your personal fulfillment. So, oh my God! Right, it doesn't have to be three, 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 four, four, four. Okay, five, 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 five. but four, four, four. So, you did you say you were seeing four, four, four recently? Were we talking about that before?
0: It was my friend, your friend. So that's my friend Carrie, who I just had on the podcast like two weeks ago. um, She had mentioned that she started seeing four, four, four a lot on license plates. Yes. And then she would go to whole foods and pick up a bag of granola and it would be $4 and 44 cents or whatever it is. And so she had a lot of four, 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 and she texts me like every time this happens, she's texting me constantly with four, four, four in her life. Um, Yeah. It's pretty crazy with her.
1: It is crazy. And so four, 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 which I also see a lot of, because I get up very early in the morning. I uh, I don't love it, but I get up early. And so I see four, four, but so the four, four, four carries a powerful energy of safety, stability, and protection. So when you're um, seeing four, 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 you know that you're protect- protected, but it's common for angels to deliver you this number. If they sense you're insecure and in need of encouragement. Oh, wow. So again, what, what are you thinking about when you see the number and it's different for everybody? So you have to make your own connections. Yeah. Uh, But as an example, this morning, so again, I'm moving with my new husband, we're building a new house and I am, we're getting down to the wire. So the anxiety is like full force. So (laughs) this morning I woke up and I was like, okay, I probably, you know, as soon as I wake up, it's not like I can go back to sleep. As soon as I wake up, my mind starts spinning. (laughs) So I was like, fine, I'll get up. I'm thinking about all the things I have to do. Um, today, you know, for the move and everything. So when I went to grab my phone, guess what time it was? Uh, 4.44. Yeah. So I woke up at 4.44 this morning after a night of worrying about decisions on my new house at 4.44 (laughs) again, 60 second increment that I could potentially looked at my phone clock and it was 4.44. So thank you angels. (laughs) Thank you for your messages of protection. I appreciate it.
0: Oh, that is so cool.
1: It's so cool. It's just, it's a, it's a nice way to feel, like I said, to feel supported, but just to um, even look at the different research and the different numbers. There's so many, um, so many, and some are kind of hokey. I mean, sometimes I go to websites are kind of hokey, but you just have to, you just have to decide what, you know, what you, what feels good to you. Yeah, right. Right. You know, and yeah. what you want to believe. So oh. yeah, each of the numbers has its own vibration. And I mean, like, you know, two, 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 if you see that I've, I've gone through periods where I've seen that quite often um, mm-hmm. either on the phone or um, in receipts. So I had taken over running my husband's business after he died and I sold that business last year, but I would see all kinds of number sequences on the receipts or invoices. And that was usually when I was like, Punching the calculator, trying to figure out how something, you know, wasn't adding up, or I was frustrated, and yeah, you know, something. And I would see these numbers in these in- invoices and receipts, and it was like, okay, calm down, take a deep breath, <laughs> yeah. calm down. It's going to be okay. But like two, 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 for example, uh, signifies a need for balance and also the presence of support. Um, but it's, it just asks you to be patient, and persistent, and keep pushing forward on your path. So two, two, two can just mean patience. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and then five, five, five is another common one that people can see too. And that's Mm -hmm. more of um, like an alert that big changes are coming. So positive changes that will bring you closer in alignment with your authentic purpose. So if you're seeing fives, Uh, then you might be you know, up leveling or coming into something that you've been working on, that's going to be in your favor. Um, it's a time to remember to make intentional choices. So if you see five, 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 okay. Make an intentional choice to move forward in your, you know, in your purpose. Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's a good one.
1: Yeah. That's a good one too. So we could go on for eight hours. I mean, we could actually talk about, you know, different sequences forever and ever, but it just means different things to different people. Right. So like your, like your friend on the podcast, when she sees those receipts of 444, what is she thinking about? Yeah. What is she doing? What's going yeah. on in that particular moment? Um, you know, the universe has your back. 444 is the universe has your back. So when you see it, like, okay, thank you. I appreciate your support.
0: Right, right. Okay. I'll have to let her know.
1: (laughs) Yes. Let her know the universe has her. back. Uh,
0: Well, let's talk about some of the signs that you had gotten earlier. I don't know if you're still getting signs like, like that, but I get,
1: I get some signs. I mean, the beginning was like, um, like from the get go. So my husband died in February in 2014. And so that summer, I'm going to say probably June we were at a friend's pool and so my younger son was with me at her house. He was in the water. He got out of the water. He came over to where we were talking. He wraps up in a towel standing by me. And then he walks away. When he walked away, the water that had dripped onto the pool, cement was in the shape of a heart. Oh. <laughs> now I have a blog post. I'll have to send you the link to it. That um, talks about all my heart signs that I've seen with pictures. So you can see where the heart, it's not just me saying uh, well, that oh that might cool. look like a heart. These were like, yeah, unmistakable, unmistakable hearts. So my friend says, oh my gosh, I think Mark's with us.
0: Oh
1: yeah. And that was like four months after he died. So that was my initiation into, oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. This could really be, you know, this could be a thing. So we would see hearts all over the place. And my younger son, he was eight when his dad died. He turned nine a couple months later, but, um, still in that age range where he wasn't, um, he was open to
0: mm-hmm.
1: possibilities, and that he wasn't—he wasn't a preteen or a teen or anything, yeah, 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 like that. So he was still open to all that. So he would see hearts <laughs> all the time, and oh. he would actually see him more than I would. But he would always show me when he would see him. But every February second, my boys and I go out to dinner, and we get cheeseburgers in honor of their father because he loved cheeseburgers. So we go out to find cheeseburgers somewhere. And a couple <laughs> years after he died, we went to whatever cheeseburger place. Was that year? And it's in the wintertime, right? I live in Michigan. It's winter, it's mm-hmm. cold. And so we were driving home, and my younger son had taken half of his hamburger home. So I gave it to him in a plastic container with a plastic top. Well, it's February. So the top of the container froze over, right? Yeah. And there was crystals on like the inside of the container and outside whatever. And my son looks at me, he's like, Mom, look at this. And he showed me the top of the container, and there was a heart outline on this crystal covered frozen container that looked like he literally just like drove, like oh. drew a heart on it. Wow. Really bizarre. So oh. I have a whole, um, I have a whole blog post of all the different kinds of hearts and there's, I didn't even, I didn't even show them all. In the oh blog my God. There was so many of them, but those are the ones that stick out. One time I'd made dinner for the boys and, um, we had a rough night as we do with our children, right? We had a rough night and nobody wanted to eat. I made turkey. I made this nice dinner. Nobody wanted to eat. So I remember sitting at my table <laughs> and I was just so frustrated. I'm crying. I'm crying into oh, no. my dinner plate, you know, like this is terrible. And uh, why do I bother making dinner? Why do I do this? So I have a vacuum sealer, you know, that you mm-hmm. put the food in and suck out the air. And so I took the turkey and I put it in the vacuum seal bag and I sealed it. Now, turkey is tan right? There's no color to Turkey. Right. Right. So I look at the seal bag and there's looks like something's in it. I'm like, okay. I got into my vacuum seal bag and it's small and I can't see it like far away. So I put it up really close. It looks like it might be, it's green. It might've been a piece of lettuce or something. Okay. Maybe a piece of parsley. I don't know. In the shape of a heart. <laughs> in the shape of a heart. I was like, oh, (gasps) oh my my gosh. Okay. Oh, again, everything's going to be okay. It's just what you needed. Just what I needed. So really weird things like that. I took the boys skiing one night and we put the hand, he put the hand warmers on the hand and, you know, boot warmers. And I had taken the um, hand warmer out of the container, whatever. And it had a little backing on it, like a piece of plastic backing. So I ripped the backing off and I threw it on the counter and we went to the ski hill and we come back and I went to bed. When I got up in the morning, those plastic pieces on the back of that hand warmer were put together on the countertop in the shape of heart. <laughs> I didn't put them in the shape of heart. I threw them on the counter and <laughs> walked out the door. <gasps> the next morning, the next morning I was like, well, that's interesting. Oh my God. <laughs> that's interesting. So lots of heart stories. And I think people have a lot of heart stories. I'm not the only one who sees, you know, heart messages. Obviously there's a, that's a very, um, frequent. I've
0: just heard a couple of, a couple of widows talk about hearts. Yeah.
1: If you're open to seeing them. So my, my older older son was not open to seeing them and he never saw the hearts that we saw. And he'd say, why can't I see hearts? I'm like, well, honey, you have to be open to seeing the hearts. You have to believe that the hearts are you know, sending a message. So he was 11, 10, when my husband died, turned 11, a couple months later. And I'm going to say, he was probably 17 before he saw a heart <laughs> oh, of his own. Wow. Yeah. And he's, he's 19 now, but around <clears throat> 17, I remember he was working at um, for one of my customers and he said, uh, I went in the bathroom and, you know, I was washing my hands and I, he said, I pulled the paper towel off the roll and and guess what happened? And I said, well, he said, I pulled off a, the piece of paper towel. It looked like a heart. Oh my God. And I said, <laughs> oh, no, now, now, you oh, know, now, yes. now, you know. And so after that, he would send me pictures and he worked in a plant. This was one of my customers. He would send me pictures where he would see hearts in the plant. I was like, you got it. Oh, kid. Now you're open to it. it. Yes. Now you're open to it. So he was excited about that too. But yeah, you have to be open to it. If you don't think it's going to happen, it won't. I know you're just going to brush right past it and not brush past it. You're going to overlook everything. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. So we had a lot of hearts and then I had some, you know, electricity issues with the lights flickering and turning on and off. I'd had a couple instances where like in my bedroom, uh, I don't fall asleep with the light on, right. I turn them off before I go to bed. Yeah. And a couple times I woke up with the light on, not full blast, just on like dim, it, it oh, occurred. that's weird. It's very weird, but I kind of knew what happened because both times I had had an argument with my younger son on both occasions that, that, this okay. Happened. So the first time, um, we had an argument and he went to bed, mad, and I went to bed, mad. And then I woke up and that light was on.
0: Oh my and gosh. I like, that's,
1: and I asked the boys, like, did you come in the room? Did anybody come yes. in at night? No, no, no. So I thought that's weird. I, so I just said, um, you know, honey, if that was you, we're okay. Like we had an argument, but you know, but we're okay. We're going to be fine. And so we had another argument a couple of weeks later, same thing. Like, Oh my on. God. And I said, we are okay. It's okay. Oh actually, my God. Yes. We're going to be fine. We're just arguing, but we're going to be fine. Uh, and then, so then when they met, um, Tom, my husband now, so I think it was probably six months after we started dating. When I brought him around the house and we decided to have dinner, cookout, whatever. And then we were going to watch a movie. So we go down to the basement to watch a movie and the basement is dark, right? So we turn the lights off to watch the show and the lights start flickering. Now, Tom and I were sitting on the couch and then my older son was um, kind of near the stairs or near the light switch, but there's a post in between us. So uh-huh. I said, stop messing with the lights. I mean, <laughs> enough's enough, right? He's like, man, I'm not touching the lights. And I get up off the couch and I look over and I'm like, Nope, he's not touching. So that was weird. But the lights kept flickering that Uh, night, that night, Tom left. We all go to bed that night. My fire alarm goes off in my house.
0: Oh, wow. There's
1: no fire. I, Uh, I'm like, what's happening. I, I live in a, you know, two story house. So I, I run downstairs, nothing. I go down to the basement, nothing. I'm looking around. I don't know how to turn this thing off, but, uh, what seemed like an eternity but probably a few seconds later it goes (laughs) off but that was like the fire alarm in my house went off oh my god yeah so I was like okay either that's same night same night yes either that's you're okay with this or you're giving me like you (laughs) know a warning signal I couldn't quite figure that out my my brain told me that he was okay with it and that that was his way of saying you know. I know <laughs> and he was okay with it but it was very disconcerting because that just happened to be the first night that that Tom came around with Tom. that is crazy uh, it's kind of crazy you know and hanging out with the boys it was like uh okay
0: so I know your brain is gonna go well maybe he disapproves right. maybe he just doesn't want somebody else in the house or maybe he's like green light This is a good one. Total green light. So I decided
1: to believe that it was a green light. That was what I decided to believe. I didn't have any reason to believe that it wasn't a green light just because of the way Tom and I met and everything that was coincidental with that had, um, Mark, my deceased husband's name, our hands print all over it. I mean, I, I definitely think that he, he brought us together
0: because I had a dream
1: about, I had a dream about Mark. So when Tom and I started dating, it was two years after Mark died. And, you know, Tom asked me, do you feel guilty about dating again? And, you know, what are your feelings about this? And I said, well, not really. I mean, my husband had a terminal um, cancer, so we knew he was going to die. So we had 12 months to talk about it. Right. So yeah, he was my husband, deceased husband was very good about saying, you need to date, you need to, I was 44 when he died. So you need to, you know, keep living and go on with your life and all this kind of stuff. So so Tom, my husband now asked me, Did you feel guilt? Do you feel guilty dating? I said, No, not really. But I'd had a dream where um I was literally in the middle of the road. So Tom was on one side of the road and Mark was on the other. So Mark was my deceased husband. So Mark's on the other side. And I'm in the middle and I feel this pull, like this magnetic pull toward Tom. Now, any of you that have had dreams about your deceased husband, it's weird, right? Because you're like, why is he alive? why am I dating someone yeah. and my husband's alive? It's yeah. a very weird, you know, when you have those kind of dreams. So I'm in the middle of the road, but the pull is towards Tom and I can't okay. figure out why I, cause my, my other husband's over here. He didn't die. He's still alive, yeah. right? Yeah. In the dream, my husband says, Mark says to me, it's okay. You can go. Oh. It's okay. You can go. So I did, I made my way over to the other side of the street where Tom was. And I woke up that next morning with the most peaceful sense of, well, just peace, right? Peaceful that I had, that I had felt up until then. I was like, oh my gosh, he literally told me that it was okay. I could go. Oh my God. So yeah, it was that I will, I'll never forget that. So any, I mean.
0: Even with those conversations that you had prior, you still had this in your subconscious that like the guilt or is this right? Or should I be doing this or anything like that?
1: Yes. I mean, we had conversations. And the thing I tell other widows now too, is even though he quote unquote gave me his permission, um, it's not his permission that I needed. It's my own permission. I needed to give myself permission to do whatever I decide to do. It's not up to my deceased right. spouse to decide. So anyway, um, right. but that, that really was his, you know, in my, I guess in my subconscious mind way of saying, you know, he literally said those words, you can go. And we, I had another dream at one point where I was working. Cause I took over running his business and he worked um, selling industrial chemicals. So I was in a lot of plants and I had this dream where I was, uh, it was raining outside. I had these boots on and I go outside to get something off the dock and it's muddy and my boots get stuck in the mud. Mm. I can't get out. So I'm stuck. And I'm like, okay, what am I going to do? I got to work. I got things to do. It's like cement blocks. I can't move my feet. The next thing I know, the door opens. There's Mark. He grabs me under the um, arms, lifts me out of the boots and drags me back into the warehouse. Yeah. So when I woke up the next day, I was like, okay, even though he's dead, he's still helping me out of tricky, tough situations. Yeah. yeah. Even though he's, he's still... He is still supporting me and helping me get out of different, you know, difficult situations.
0: What a wonderful dream.
1: I know it was weird because I was just, you know, because dreams are weird. My dreams are really weird. And so I try to figure out what it means when I wake up. That one was pretty clear to me though. Yep. He's still around helping me out. He didn't say anything in that dream. There was no words exchanged. Yeah. Because I remember thinking he lifted me out of the boots and and, and dragged me inside. And I remember thinking, all I had to do is step out of the boots. (laughs) That's all I had to do <laughs> to get out of this stuck situation. But I wasn't thinking about the easy way out. I'm thinking about all the hard things I can't do because I'm stuck in this, you know. So that was just his way of saying The answer it. was exactly. very
0: obvious. It was very clear, but you were like,
1: ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't clear, get out. obvious. Yeah. I can't get out. I can't get out. I'm yes. stuck. I'm stuck. I'm stuck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but he got me unstuck. So I am very, very much Funny. aware. Yeah. That he is, that he is with me and he is supporting me for sure. Still to this day forever.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. Oh my God. Wow. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. I love that dream. Um, okay. So I want to talk a little bit. So aside from widow 411 and the blog posts, um, can you tell us a little bit about this online course that you have? That's this comprehensive, it's great for new widows, um, but it's the ultimate survival guide for widows. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So when I was going through all the post-death tasks that you have to accomplish after you're first widowed, I wanted to claw my eyeballs out of their sockets because it would have been less painful. <laughs> It is extremely yes. hard to try to figure out how to do all of those administrative slash business related slash accounting management tasks, okay? Oh yeah. So when I was going through it all, I just kept notes. I just kept thinking to myself as I'm going through this, one day I'm going to help other widows do this too. And I didn't know what that ah. meant. I didn't know what it was going to look like. I didn't know how I was going to do it. I just kept a bunch of notes. So wow. T- okay it took, cause I kept coming up with different things that, that I had to, to change or to fix. And it would be like, I think I'd be done. And it was like, no, then I have to do this. And then I think I'd be done. Well, no, then this thing came up and, um, it just kept going on and on. So I thought I have to try to help people with this at some point, yeah. because, you know, a lot of it is, is financial too. And if you don't if you were not involved in the finances in your house, or you didn't know what bills got paid, or you didn't know where your retirement funds were, or how much money you had, it can be very difficult and overwhelming. So it's overwhelming anyway, but yeah. if you don't know how to do this stuff, then it's even more overwhelming. So I yeah. just took a bunch of notes anyway, and I thought I got to figure out how I can put this into some cohesive you know, package at some point. So it took me about three years uh, to, in, in between raising children, and oh, running, yeah, you know, yeah. running my husband's business and doing all the other things I'm doing and just writing the 411 blog posts. Um, right. Like I just tried we're to not put,
0: doing nothing. <laughs> exactly.
1: I like, mean, I'm just trying to, you know, put this into some, like I said, cohesive package. So it just ended up being the ultimate survival guide for widows, which is, um, you know, like a soup to nuts, all the things you have to do after your spouse dies, within that first year, maybe two years, but, but pretty much in that first year and just, you know, step-by-step and, and a little bit helpful if you don't know what to do or what you're looking for. So I include a lot of, um, checklists and templates and worksheets to help you to complete the tasks. So for example, you know, we have to cancel credit cards, for example. Um, I put a a letter template. And this is exactly what you say to American express. And this is how you say it. And this is what you asked to have done. And, oh, wow. you know, when you need to, when you need to contact the credit bureau, you want to put a, do, you know, write a, a flag on your deceased spouse's account, you know, deceased do not offer credit, that kind of stuff. What do you say? How do you say it? It's yeah. so you, all you have to do is, you know, fill in the blank and send your letter off Yeah, or, or worksheets or checklists about, you know, the, the documents that you need to, look for before you go to Social security are the documents that you just need to have in some easily accessible place because someone's going to ask you for it at some point
0: exactly <laughs> right? all exactly. the things that you
1: need and, but there's a lot of different sections in it so it, it talks about assessing your cash flow and how to figure out what your income and expenses are and okay. Social security benefits and consolidating or canceling accounts and again like with a credit card example um, I have credit cards that have travel points or I have credit cards that have all um, right you know cash back so just say you have a credit you know travel points credit card maybe you didn't use it but your but your spouse did before you cancel it make sure you don't have any unused points on it make sure you know exactly what's what's on the card before you cancel it because then you might give up hundreds of thousands of points points or dollars you know or whatever so there's instructions in there on how to put you know a Put alerts on your accounts, like put alerts on your credit card accounts or put alerts on your bank accounts. Because I have alerts on my credit card where, um, if there's a well, any any kind of uh, internet transaction, I get a text. For example, mm. right? So okay. Right now, I know most of the texts coming are because I made a because I made an internet transaction, but sometimes it's not me. And yeah. so you know, if you put those alerts on your credit card, then you know is something. Is happening that shouldn't be happening on your card so I got a text at one point that there was um someone trying to use my my PNC card or whatever in San Francisco for a Lyft I'm in Michigan uh, so I'm obviously not in San Francisco hiring a Lyft driver but so I got the text and within 15 minutes I put a lock on my PNC card I shut it down and you know called it was it was in the evening so I called in the next morning but I shut everything down within 15 minutes and then um canceled my card and they sent me a new one i wouldn't have known that if i didn't have the alert set up right? no. I would have not seen it till my statement yeah so there's instructions on how to set up alerts for credit cards alerts for bank accounts make sure you know what's going on with your you know with your account management um there's information on taxes and insurance what do you do with insurance because if your husband had a job and the insurance yeah. was under his job but now he's dad. And what do you do with insurance? And you go with Cobra and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So we go over all the insurances and the home insurance and auto insurance and what to do with social media accounts. And, uh, anyway, it is, it is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. And, comprehensive and and Super
0: and comprehensive to cover everything so that you're not blindsided by some crazy random thing that happens and you don't pay attention. Oh, I can't even tell you. I probably missed even looking at the statements that would come in. Yeah. I probably didn't even look at them for, you know, two or three months after Brent died.
1: I don't even remember.
0: Like that's the kind of stuff. Well, that's part of the
1: problem. You don't remember. You can't think straight. You have a hard time um, keeping everything together. So how do you close accounts and do all this stuff when you're, you know, you can't, you can't even think straight. So this is just a way to help you check it's, off those, you know, those things and literally check them off. So yeah. this is a, this is an online course, but you can also print it off as a PDF if you wanted to, but in the, because it's an online um, delivery, all of the worksheets and checklists and templates are all downloadable right from inside the course. Yeah, so if, okay. you need, if you need a specific template, you can download one. Um, there's a master list at the end of the course of every single solitary document that you can download okay so you can search okay. it by alphabetically or you know whatever but there's checklists at the end of each section so did you do this did you check this off this this, and this so each section has yeah. a list of things to do you can use the checklist to to follow along um i give instructions on how to create a binder so you can pull your papers in it
0: and
1: yeah place. Okay. i did not have a binder like i'm instructing you guys to do yeah. i did not have it and it was it made it very difficult for me to keep track so I had to come up with some kind of a system too, to do a better job of keeping track of all those important documents and papers. So you have to, I mean, you You really should. Yeah, you have to.
0: I mean, I think, you know, I, I don't, I don't even know what I did. I don't know how I got by. I don't remember looking at the statements. I don't remember how I even paid bills. Like it's just, it's just, it's all a blur. It It is all a blur.
1: So this is just a way to help newer widows get through that extremely overwhelming um those extremely overwhelming post-death tasks that are just like a mountain sitting on your shoulders like a boulder on your shoulders of things you have to do and you know you you can look at google and you can (laughs) you can get a checklist from the funeral director right here's the 10 things that you should do after your spouse it's like 10 how about 500 <laughs> yeah. how about 1500 right we get this little oh, little little bifold God, document no. from the from the um funeral director do these things it's like no it's a little bit more confident. a little than more that. than that but thanks a more, yeah a little more detail oriented <laughs> than that so that's just my way of helping other widows tackle their to-dos without going insane
0: awesome So this is the, you said it's the online course. It's going to be videos, but then also um, all the checklists and things that you can print out to go with it to form your binder. Awesome.
1: So there's some videos that just kind of tell you about the section and what to expect. And um, yeah. And then just, and then information about why you're doing the things you're doing too. So sometimes you need, you know, you have to do of certain tasks, but sometimes you don't know why. So I don't only tell you how, I also tell you why, why it's important you do certain things. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ah, that's amazing. Okay. Well, Kim, oh my gosh. Um, so I say this a lot on the podcast that the key to living is giving and you have definitely found that for sure. Um, I wanted to thank you for being here today and for widow four one one And all of the information that you share with other widows, we all appreciate all of the work that you do. And um, we wanted to thank you. I want to thank you. you. And we all want to thank you for what you do and what you offer to everyone. It's, it's uh, gracious and kind, and it's coming from the heart and everybody can see that.
1: I appreciate you saying that. Thank you.
0: So thank you, Kim. Yay. And, um,
1: <laughs> this was fun. I, I, I love talking about these kinds of topics. They're just so like, not everybody believes. And I, I just want you to believe.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. want you to
1: believe. I hope after hearing this, you're like, yeah, I think that could happen for me. Just keep your mind open. That's all I have to say to people. Just keep your, just keep an open mind. Exactly.
0: Be open to it. And now you're going to see it. You will. Now everybody gonna says, it. Now
1: everybody's going to go look. <laughs>
0: they're going to, they're, they're going to start it. saying,
1: yeah, they're going to start saying it. <laughs>
0: All right, well, let's definitely keep in touch and I will talk to you soon. Okay,
1: sounds good, Jen. Thank you. Okay,
0: bye. bye. Here are the takeaways from Kim. Number one, Kim's husband, Mark, was diagnosed with glioblastoma and died in 2014. Kim started Widow 411 about four years after he died. She wanted to provide a place for widows to come and get practical resources. So she started her blog. Number two. Angel numbers are signs and support from our loved ones. They are sequences of numbers that come up and show up for us. Number three, 1111 is a fairly common one. It means you are supported by angelic forces that you can't see. Number four, with angel numbers, the messages come to us when we need them. Number five, Kim would also get signs from Mark mostly in the shape of a heart showing up in random places. She has lots of stories and pictures in one of her blog posts and I'll put that link in the show notes today so you can go and check that out. And number six, Kim has created an online course called The Ultimate Survival Guide for Widows. This is a comprehensive list slash checklist slash course with videos and tutorials on tackling all of the complicated post-loss tasks that we have to do it's so so helpful and all of these things it lists all of these things step by step that you have to do in that first year after losing your spouse the link is in the show notes today again it's the ultimate survival guide for widows so if you're a widow who needs some help or if you know of any other newer widows who need some guidance you know it covers things like what questions do i need to ask social security It's just these things that we don't know that we are supposed to be asking. So this can really, really help. Take a look at www.widow180.com forward slash products. That's www.widow180.com forward slash products. And you can find it there. Just click on that picture and it's going to take you to the right page or just click the link in the show description today. So one last thing that I wanted to read is this post from RL who said, I'm recently widowed a little over seven months now. I find your podcast really helpful and I wanted to thank you. Well, thank you so much RL for listening. And you guys, if you know of any other widows that need some extra stories of hope, please tell them about the podcast. And I would love it and really appreciate it if you would please leave us a rating and a review for the podcast. Also, what did you think about today? Um, Have you been seeing any angel numbers or signs from your loved one? Because I really want to hear about it. I would love to hear from you guys. So email me and let me know at Jen at widow180.com or you can join our Facebook group. That's Widow 180 Community and tell us in there. Until next week, believe in the possibilities. Thank you so much for listening to widow 180 the podcast if you enjoyed this episode and you're seeking daily inspiration and guidance you can follow me on facebook at widow 180 the community on youtube at widow 180 the channel and on instagram at widow 180 if you're interested in more grief and widowhood resources including our latest freebie how to get your life back together after loss a 10-step checklist. Head over to www.widow180.com forward slash freebie. That's www.widow180.com forward slash freebie.